Well, only one way to start the show when you, you got something that happened last night. And I uh, want to do it through the use of music. The Fran Freakout! The Frantrum! Freakout Fran McCaffrey! God, I love a good old Fran Freakout. Now, it wasn't as big as we've seen in the past, but... My God, what a game. It was uh, everything you wanted and more. The highs and the lows, though, they're going to lose to, oh, my God, they just won to the bye-bye Iowa Hawkeye fans from Tyler Wall. Couldn't shoot a lick from the outside, but something we've been wondering about all you know season or lead-up season, can Stephen Crowell bang down low? Badgers bang down low, and they go to Iowa, get a win for the first time there since 2018. Fran McCaffrey, suck it. Rowdy, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Woo! And the free throws suck, too. It wasn't pretty, uh, that's for sure. But no, it but was, it was fun. It was pretty gritty. <laughs> that was pure grit for the Wisconsin Badgers. Wow. Um, I thought the Badgers blew it at the end of regulation. Well, like, yeah, what, Iowa going an 8-0 run in 45 seconds? Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn for free throws? And then Iowa, you know... Gets a lead in overtime, and all of a sudden, Bucky clamps down on the defense. Uh, Hepburn, Wall, and then a siege with the the ceiling dunk. I mean, that game had it all. I was here. not expecting a siege to dunk it at the end. Same. I thought he'd like dribble it out or something, you know? That game was sick. Um, that literally had everything you wanted and more in a game. I don't even know how to like quantify it, but Badgers are 2 and 0. Oh. In Big Ten play, and that is a big road win for Wisconsin. Um, Rowdy, was the the Badgers, great guard after the game, have labeled them team drama. You like the label of that team drama from Greg Gard? Uh, let's see here. They've won its last five games by no more than five points. Well, the team's only losses here, Kansas and Wake Forest, have come by a combined four points. <laughs> Team drama. What do you think of that? Yeah, the more I've watched college basketball, it really doesn't feel like there's a dominant team this year. Like, there's no 38-0 no Kentuckys. Yeah. And it seems like it's pretty wide open. Because just case in point, um, Wisconsin goes wire to wire with Kansas. Should have beat them, right? Yep. The very next day in the championship game of that uh, tournament, Tennessee beats uh, beats Kansas. Mm-hmm. And then if you were watching FS1 basketball last night, Maryland went right down to the wire with Tennessee. Yeah. And Wisconsin beat Maryland. Yeah, they beat Maryland previous to beating Iowa. Basketball, big well, basketball in general is, uh, I guess, par- would you say, so Tom Brady said there's uh, too many bad teams in the NFL. It's not parody. Would you say there's more parody in college basketball than there are bad teams? It's more just a lot of, like, decent teams. To nights where they can be good, like parody throughout the land? I think so. Or this Wisconsin team. I don't know. Like, okay, so for the most part so far in the non-conference season and the two games now into conference season, I I feel like Wisconsin is good, but I feel like it could turn on its head at any moment. Well, I mean, right? they only win games by less That's than what five I'm points. It's like they've found ways to put together all these wins in the first, you know, what, roughly 10 games so far this year. Yeah. 
but it feels like if just a few things go differently in those games, they don't have a very good record. I'm going to give them credit, though. I mean, you go on. This is the first time they won in Iowa since 2018, and they had a lot of adversity throughout this game. I mean, dude, uh, they went 6-for-22 from beyond the arc and 6-for-11 from the free throw line, something we've been wondering. Yeah, they shot the ball terribly. Something we were wondering, right, coming in the season, like, you know, can they score down low? They scored a season-high 52 points in the paint on the road in a very hostile environment. Now, there were a couple guys from Iowa that did not play, Murray being one of them, and he's one of their big men down low, so that that hurt Iowa a little bit. But Wisconsin's not going to apologize for a win. Not at all. At Iowa, which is a tougher place to play against a team that likes to run, uh, you know, a faster pace of basketball, and they're pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not a bad team. Wisconsin, when they gave up that eight no run at re- end of regulation, in what was it? I think it was forty five seconds. I, <laughs> I was beside myself. I'm like, oh god, here we go. We're going to go to overtime, and I was going to find a way of the home court advantage, but no, no. Back-to-back steals, and then, man, the had to make it a little uncomfortable missing those freaking free throws. That's that's the Why is that the one thing that bothers, like, why does that seem to haunt the Badgers so much? I know it didn't last night, but it could have. The free throws. Do you remember, like, eh, I guess it's probably closer to a decade ago now, but under Bo Ryan, it would be like, the Wisconsin Badgers make more free throws than their opponent's attempt. <laughs> I remember that, that is yes. not the case and, then, and uh, hasn't been the case for a while. Wasn't that flip when it was the height of Ethan Happ? I think that, I think that started to flip towards the final four years. Yeah. And then definitely has not been a thing in the Greg guard years. No, I, not at all. But yeah. I mean, Chris Murray was out for Iowa and they had another one of their guards. Ulyss was out, Yeah. but Chris Murray averaged over 19 points and 10 rebounds a game. Yeah. So that's a huge loss for Iowa. Yeah. I mean, Iowa again, like Rowdy said, but Scott's not going to apologize for this, but I mean, Tyler wall was scored seven of his 21 points in overtime. Uh, that was nice to see Tyler wall, especially that big steal. And, you know, Chucky Hepburn had an opportunity to win it at regulation. He's yeah, a tough shot. I mean, I don't he, he can hit some shots. Connor Sejan not shooting the ball very well yesterday, but still hitting some huge shots and not being afraid to take huge shots. Again, as a true freshman playing in what, about his first 10 games? 32 minutes for Connor Sejan, yeah. And you know what? Since uh, I've bashed a couple of these guys <laughs> in the past because of how they played yesterday. I will give them a shout out. Jordan Davis hit a couple of big threes again and, and Carter Gilmore actually played a pretty decent game outside of his free throw shooting. Yeah. I mean, eight points, 21 minutes, grabbing some boards, three offensive rebounds for uh, Carter Gilmore. Big time, man. I mean, that was probably one of his best games he's ever played. Yeah. He had some good minutes against, Maryland, too. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but he had some good minutes, too. So, yeah, this team, man, is uh, fun. What's not fun is the freaking McCaffreys. Uh, well, it actually, it is fun. Those guys are such knobs, every single one of them. When you saw Fran Rowdy, I know Grant Bills put the picture out there and sort of Ben Kenny. Uh, you can go and find the video. Is there a more funny and less intimidating? Well, is Fran McCaffrey intimidating? Like, he looks like a dad who's going to pull off his belt and beat you senseless with it. Like, he's single-handedly going to bring back corporal punishment. But then he kind of has to get the hold-me-back guys. What What is Fran McCaffrey to you? To me, he's just one big doorknob. 
He well, looks like he's like a psycho killer, though. With some of the, the calls that were made and his reactions to those calls, it felt like it was just a matter of time before Fran McCaffrey freaked out. And, <laughs> I mean, when he freaked out and got the technical... If you're the Wisconsin Badgers, you couldn't thank him anymore. Uh, I know. Like it was it was a pretty big time in that game getting later into the game. Wisconsin had a smaller lead and then all of a sudden Fran McCaffrey does what he does and the, and the Wisconsin Badgers are shooting technical foul free throws. Mm-hmm. And you're like I mean, this was a closer game and now you just gave Wisconsin two free throws. You're kind of like, "Thank you." Uh, thank, Thanks. Thank Fran, Fran McCaffrey's done that so many times. Where he's giving Wisconsin these freakouts, he gets teed up, and they get uh, obviously some free throws. Fran McCaffrey is—he looks like a dude. He looks like a guy that when he was a kid, he was the one that would like get made fun of, and he said, "My dad's gonna sue you because he's a lawyer that never would do anything." And then no one ever checked him on it. And when he got older, now he's just like this unhinged. I got anger problems. I really want to beat these kids senseless, but I don't want to get fired, and I need to go back to anger management. He looks just like he is such a freakazoid. But, yeah, Wisconsin now. Now, Rowdy, I mean, 2-0, and oh, Big Ten play. You got Lehigh. Come. That was the three teams. Lehigh. Oh, yeah. Now, that, this is the last three games before the turn of the calendar to 2023, yeah. and the Wisconsin Lehigh. Badgers should be primed to finish finish the – I guess non-conference slash first week of conference play with a pretty solid record. I mean, they get, like you said, they get Lehigh this week and then it's Grambling and Western Michigan before the end of the year. And they should take care of business with those three teams go into uh, officially starting big 10 play 11 and two wild. You know, it's crazy. You just said at the end of the year, isn't that wild? 2023 is almost upon us, man. December 12th. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that Wisconsin would play Dayton, who was ranked, Kansas, who was ranked in the top five, you know, a USC, a Wake Forest, a Stanford, a Marquette, and then a ranked Maryland and on the road at Iowa before the season started, how many wins do you think they have? If you would tell me that they finished the 2022 portion of their schedule, 11 and two, I would have I would have thought you were joking. They had proven a lot of the doubters wrong, man. Looking around the Big Ten, uh, only undefeated team in there is the Purdue Boilermakers. I mean, they're ten and all. You got Wisconsin at eight and two, Northwestern seven and two, Ohio State seven and two, and then <laughs> I'll just run it down quick: Michigan six and three, Maryland eight and two, uh, Indiana eight and two, Penn State seven and three, Michigan State seven and four, Rutgers six and four. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, uh, bottom of the league or bottom of the schedule, those records. Excuse me, Minnesota. The Golden Gophers are four and six. Uh, they have a new coaching staff from last year. So I mean, this cr- crazy that Wisconsin is there. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of doubters coming in the season, and Wisconsin proven them and wrong. And I would say <clears throat> that biggest reason. I mean, you've gotten huge production from Chucky Hepburn when he was hot, but is it the Connor Siegen factor? I think it's a lot of the new faces factor, as the in. Klisman? We know that Chucky Hepburn and Chucky Hepburn outside of a few games hasn't, I don't think played as good as he did as a, as a true freshman, but maybe that's because I don't know. He had a guy that was a lottery pick also playing guard with him, taking a lot of, uh, a lot of the defensive assignments probably now Chucky's that guy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think overall 
we haven't seen Chucky Hepburn play his best basketball consistently yet this year. Marquette, I mean, he was out for a while, but yeah. Uh, you look at Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall. They were constants that you knew you had coming in. I would say it's the the new faces. It's the fact that Connor Asijin can shoot the basketball and score. Mm-hmm. Uh, Klesmet seems like he's a pretty solid starter for the Wisconsin Badgers. And even uh, McGee, the transfer from Green Bay, has given them solid backup yeah. guard minutes. Yeah. I, I think... Those three guys are three guys I probably didn't anticipate and probably most people didn't anticipate to have that big of roles. And if they didn't have those type of roles, where would this team be? Yeah. Like, where would this team be if Klesmet isn't as good as what he's been or if Connor Asijin doesn't score the basketball as where as he's been? Because we talked about it. They've won a ton of a ton of close games. They've lost a couple of close games. If they Team didn't drama. Have, yeah, if they didn't have those new incoming players that have played the way they did, who knows what their record would be? I would guarantee you it wouldn't be eight and two. No, uh, I'll give them all the credit in the world, though, of finding these guys going out there and getting it done and them gelling so quickly. Again, uh, Wisconsin winning these games by five points or less um, or losing games by five points or less. So you look at this team, they find ways to get it done especially uh, on the road. Uh, Kansas was their biggest test, third in the country at the time, and they should have beat, they should have beat them too. Yeah, Connor Asijin, dude, this guy, star in the making. Um, and Jordan, Rowdy, I, I like the fact that Jordan Davis, we had to give him a little credit there. I mean, he's been tough well, to watch Well, he hit some year. big shots down the stretch, especially that, uh, that one big three when the Badgers really needed it to yeah. tie the game back up. But yeah, he... Yeah. Him and him and uh, Carter Gilmore. Carter Gilmore probably had the best game he's ever played. And well, well hopefully he parlays that. Well, I don't. The Carter Gilmore will be fine against Lehigh coming up here, but yeah, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, Lehigh, Lehigh. Not expected to be good. In you, their, where, yeah, where were they? They were they were projected to be like middle of their conference. Okay, and they're out they're out east, and I believe it's the Patriot League. So it's not like uh, <laughs> there's a ton of really good basketball teams in the Patriot League. And then Lehigh, Grambling State. Yeah, Grambling State. They were supposed to finish towards the bottom of their conference, which hey, they got a good logo. It's they're, the Packer G. They're the they're in the SWAC. SWAC. That isn't a good basketball conference. And then, and Western, then Western Michigan, Michigan was supposed to finish towards the bottom of the MAC, and we all know the MAC is not a good the Mac's basketball the Mac. conference. So yeah, these are three games that they should roll in. Yep, and. These should be three games that should be yeah, similar to UW Green Bay, except for hopefully the Wisconsin performance is better. Yeah, they don't play down to the level of the teams. Yeah, yep. Eight and two, two and zero in conference play after beating the Iowa Hawkeyes last night. Take that, Fran McCaffrey, and the McCaffreys. Oh, we'll have to get the Jordan Bohannon coming up here too. I know he wasn't playing because he's you know out of college, but he is such a crybaby on Twitter, and oh my God, does he hate Wisconsin? So hilarious. All right, gone at 60 coming up. Packers, they're on their bye. Off and now, returning back to practice. They got a little bit of help over the weekend. NFL's wild, man. We'll get to that. Had a little college football. I know Rowdy's got to puff his chest out about the Army. (laughs) The Army-Navy game. Woo! That game was wild. Uh, No, it didn't get wild until the end, but that game was wild. Those uniforms are kind of cool, too. How about this for adding up? The Green Bay Packers, obviously on bye over the weekend that was. Uh, looking here at 538, they have a 6% chance 
of making the NFL's playoffs. Now, the Packers currently sit at 5-8, and eight, two and a half games out of the seventh and final playoff spot in the NFC, tied for the 10th spot in the conference. The Packers aren't dead yet. What happened over the weekend that was? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the Packers got a little bit of help. If you look over the weekend, well, first off, the Philadelphia Eagles buried the New York Giants. Get that body helped bag. the Green Bay Packers. Unfortunately, the Minnesota Vikings did not help the Green Bay Packers as the, the Lions losers. beat the Vikings, so the Lions still staying one game ahead of the Green Bay Packers. And uh, then the what turned into be America's game of the week as the 49ers bucks coverage was uh, shelved for the Carolina Seattle coverage. Carolina beats the Seahawks, which actually helped the green Bay Packers. So now when you look at the standings, green Bay currently would be in 10th place due to tiebreakers as they own the tiebreaker over the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons and are one game behind Detroit but they play Detroit the last game of the season yep. and currently two games behind the Seahawks and two and a half games behind the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders, both teams in which they don't own the tiebreaker. Hmm. And if you really look at it, the only realistic teams that you can catch are the Commanders, the Giants, the Seahawks the, and the Lions, because the top five in my in my mind is pretty set. Yeah. Dallas is clearly the best wild card team. No one is catching the Eagles. No one's catching the Vikings and no one's going to catch the 49ers. Tampa Bay. It doesn't matter. Whoever comes out of the NFC South, you get the four slot just because of the division and how it's set up. But that division is not a threat. No, yeah. So Matt LaFleur, Packers head coach, he likes to cry. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, really good in the month of December. He's 15 and one. Uh, that's a winning percentage of nine three eight. The only loss that he's had in the month of December was the twenty twenty one regular season finale when Lafleur and you know sat a bunch of his starters uh, during that you know second half of the Detroit Lions. So that's the only loss that Lafleur's had in the month of December. Well, if you look at the standings and what's upcoming, clearly the Green Bay Packers still need to win out. Yes, nine and eight has to be what they are uh, aspiring for to make it to the playoffs. If you go eight and nine. You're probably done. Mm -hmm. So Green Bay gets the Los Angeles Rams, who looked like a dead team. Then Baker they beat a bad team in the Raiders coming back. Now, they didn't look good at all, but Baker Mayfield did have a drive at the end of that game. But now the Packers are coming off of a bye. They're getting healthier, and they're playing a a lesser Rams team that's probably going to be playing Baker Mayfield again. Mm -hmm. But again, the offensive line is still beat up. Their run game still stinks. And uh, they've shut down a lot of their good players and they've had injuries on defense. That's a game that you would imagine the Packers should win. I mean, they're favored by over a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Depending on where you look, it's seven and a half to eight points. So Packers clear favorite. Say they beat the Rams. Well, the six and seven seeds, the Commanders and Giants, they play each other. So somebody's losing the Seahawks, their upcoming game, Seattle Seahawks. They play currently the San Francisco 49ers and it is in Seattle, but the 49ers are favored by more than a field goal. You'd like to uh, imagine that the 49ers can at least win the game. Can Brock Purdy continue on that helps the green Bay Packers. And then the Detroit lions, 
they do play the Green Bay Packers the last game of the season, so really it shouldn't matter what the Lions do because Lions if, the Packers, kind of if the Packers win out, though, it shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the the Lions do play Carolina, so you would imagine that uh, they would be favored there or at least favored by the public to win. I actually think Carolina is the uh, short favorite uh, in Vegas. Yeah, uh, Carolina. Fi- oh, yes. did I miss that? I don't know. I'm sorry. At- they play the Jets. Carolina's the week after Jets. That'll be a, a oh yeah, they're a Jet- good game. Jets at yeah, the Meadowlands. Yeah, Lions have been balling though, dude. In their last let's see here, since they beat the Packers, they want to beat the Bears. They beat the Giants. They did lose to the Bills in a close game. Then they beat the Jags, and then they just beat the Lions. Well, that's because yesterday. the entire year their offense has been pretty good, despite having injuries at running back with DeAndre the, Swift. The worst defense for a yeah, while. despite. Jamison Williams just coming back two games ago and f- making his first reception yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's coming back and is healthy. Amon Ross St. Brown was dinged up early in the year. DJ Chark was on the IR at the beginning of the year, who was a quality receiver in uh, Jacksonville. So they really do have some pieces on offense, but it was banged up and they were still pretty productive. But the defense is what's been playing better as of late for the Lions because the defense has been a sieve for much of the season has been awful, but all of a sudden they've been playing pretty well and actually have been playing pretty tough against the run. Yeah, they have. But I mean, just on paper, if you look at it for who's good and who should win or who should be a favorite in these games, you would imagine that the uh, Green Bay Packers should beat the Rams. One of the two teams between the Commanders and Giants have to lose. Mm Mm-hmm. You would like your chances that the Seahawks lose again. And it's kind of irrelevant what the Lions do since you play them the last week of the season and you got to win out anyways. And if you beat them, uh, I believe the Packers would jump ahead of the Lions due to tiebreakers. So you're telling me there's a chance. Say all of that happens, you would have the Seahawks at 7-7, and Packers at 6-8, and and then we'll just say for fun that the Giants lose. They're 7-6-1. and Yeah. Hey, it's not it's on the realm re- of possibility. It's getting real. This, it, I know it's a long shot. It could happen. All the pa- all you got to worry about those the Packers winning out. Yeah, if you take care, if you of take business, one more loss, you're done. If you take care of business, you will already have passed the Lions, so that's irrelevant. And you would technically, after this week, be probably one game behind the Seahawks and one and a half games behind the the Giants with three left to play. Yeah, and it's and it's not like. I was looking actually at the uh, schedules moving forward. I actually do think the Lions have the easiest schedule moving forward, but but the Packers can beat them head to head and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you look at uh, the Commanders and the Giants, I mean, they have some tougher games. Right now, when you look at the uh, future schedule for the Commanders, well, the Giants can't help themselves. They keep losing. They play the Giants, then they go to San Francisco. Then they have the Browns, and then they have the Cowboys. So that's not the easiest road for the Commanders right there. And then you look at the Giants again. They play the Commanders this week, but this Giants team just seems to be a shell of what it was. They're failing. Well, they're running. They ran out of luck, just like the Vikings are running. And their run game is running out of gas again. They play at Washington, at Minnesota, home against the Colts, and then at Philly. That ain't that easy of a schedule. No. I mean, look at the the Giants. They just got blown up by the Eagles. Before that, they tied the Commanders. Before that, they lost to the Cowboys. Before that, they lost to the Lions. Before that, 
Uh, then they did get a win against the Texans. Who doesn't? And then they, before they lost to the Seahawks. And here is the Seattle Seahawks schedule remaining. Home against the Niners at Kansas City. Home against the Jets. Home against the Rams. That's still three really tough games. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks went one in three to finish the season. Totally. Like, if the Packers run the table, there really is a shot here. Yeah, yeah, and the Seahawks schedule is tough. You just said, and they have and the, the Giants isn't that easy either. No, Packers. The only one, uh, the biggest test will be Miami. They're in Miami against the Dolphins on Christmas Day. You can get a Christmas miracle of Tiny Tim, hopefully. Uh, I mean, Tua, I mean, the Dolphins didn't look that great. They didn't look very good against, they didn't look that great uh, against Chargers. Yeah, the L.A. Chargers, and the Chargers kind of showed that uh, if you can mix up the blitzes while also being able to run the football and, and hold possession of the football, not allow Miami to have much time with the ball, yeah. uh, they can beat them. Vikings look like their luck is running out now. I mean, they just got housed by the Lions. You know, Vikings, and it's at Lambeau Then you get the Vikings. And then again, the Lions game at the end of the year. But and LA Rams are their DOA; they're dead on arrival when they get to the Lambo. You would think if the Packers went out, I guarantee they go to the playoffs. Love it. There's the rowdy guarantee. Now the biggest problem is they have to win out. Though. Yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest hurdle. If they here. went out, they go I to actually, the playoffs. I actually have a ton of faith where the Seahawks will trip up, the Giants will trip up. The Commanders, I still think they actually make it to the playoffs. I think uh, top to bottom, their roster is a lot better than the New York Giants, and those are the two teams that are tied right now, and they play each other head to head. By the way, I, mean, I don't Seahawks know. Just lost to the Panthers. I don't know if you looked at the scheduling, but the Commanders and Giants. Remember, we actually bet on that two razors edge weeks ago, yeah. where they had the twenty twenty tie, and we had the under forty and a half, so yeah. we cashed that. So that game was two weeks ago. This last Sunday. The Giants had to go play a tough physical Eagles team mm-hmm. while co- the Commanders had a bye. And then the scheduling quirk here is the Commanders and Giants have another game this weekend. So basically, for three weeks, the Commanders would have been getting ready for the New York Giants. <laughs> because the week leading up to their game, all of bye week, and then the week leading up to their next game against the Giants. Yeah, That's three weeks to get ready for the Giants. And the Giants team had to go... Washington, physical Philadelphia, and then Washington again. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. yeah, I think the Giants trip up. I think the Seahawks trip up. And then again, you'll pass the Lions if you win out. If the Packers win out, Let's go. they will be in the playoffs with at least the seventh Let's seed. Let's go. And if Washington really struggled down the stretch after beating the Giants, uh, maybe the sixth seed is not out of out of the question the either. Realm of possibility. But I think if you win out, you will be Let's guaranteed go. the seventh seed. Uh, G Dub's on Twitch losing his mind over this. All I too, good morning. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. Pipeline calling in. Oh, Troy, what's up, dude? You sounded a little subdued there for a second. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'd- it, it, it didn't go to the transition part. It went immediately to the... You must have called oh. them a special... Line 2 must oh. be special for you. <laughs> Troy, what's up, dude? Hey, hey, Z and D and Rowdy, you guys are a little bit being very, very optimistic about the Packers. Troy, they're making, they're making the playoffs. I'm, they're, they're doing it. What? Okay. Go back to two weeks ago. What in the mind has Joe Barry done differently 
that is going to make you think that they're going to get. Well, okay, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, Matt Lafleur, before they went on by, he sent all their coaches home, and he said they all have homework assignments to do. And uh-huh. I was talking to Mike Clemens, uh, one of our Packer guys, and I think yep. Joe Barry's homework assignment was to stare at himself in the mirror for the entire week <laughs> of the bye week and say and really do some self reflection. I think he's going to come back a changed man. Yeah, probably, probably look in the mirror and don't blink, Joe Barry. But, uh, <laughs> Just really look, look some soul searching over this week. I, I mean, I, I want to jump on this wagon, but I, I think about the the seven or eight so frustrating weeks that we called in on a Monday and we're like, what is going on? And, you know, they, the last, last game they won, uh, things didn't look too good at 16-3 to three or whatever it was. So I'm... I'm just kind of so ecstatic about the 2-0 and Badger start to the Big Ten. Oh. However, I can I give Rowdy one assignment for the research department, and that is to have your weekly phone call with uh, our coaching staff and say, there is no more three-point shots by Carter Gilmore. No more. <laughs> hey, it. Rowdy gave Carter, Carter Gilmore some, some, some credit. Yeah, he played he his best game of his career. Coming on. Yep, but, but where did he do that? In the paint. I mean, Oh, no don't one can shoot feel, from the outside. Hey, don't you feel bad when Robbie, uh, what's his name? The Hummel, officer, Robbie Hummel. Hummel. Yeah, Hummel. Hummel says, look, they won't cover him out there. I mean, and he, and he doesn't snap it right away. He's kind of like, well, should I do this or should I do it? Should I shoot it now? <laughs> I mean, it's like go inside, play like you did yesterday inside, kind of take what you learned from Ethan Happ and move on. Dude, and 52 Tyler, points in the paint, Troy. 52 Tyler Wall's not too far from that either. Same oh, Troy, I won't lie to you. When Tyler Wall pulled up for three uh, <laughs> towards the end of the game, it was one of the, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I know, he I know. He did that against Maryland, too. He got that one. He, he, he has a little bit of the running Rebels in his blood once in a while where he gets going. Dude. I, I would be curious to know what he was yelling as he left the court yesterday. Oh, it's in bye-bye, like Johnny, like, like right, Johnny Davis said, bye-bye. bye-bye. You know, did we, were they getting... Like, oh, Iowa and Wisconsin hammer? have no love lost between each other. Uh, right. That, right. Even Jordan Bohannon was talking smack on Twitter about Wisconsin. It was hilarious. That guy's really? such a loser. But if, yeah. Dude, how about Fran McCaffrey and his freak oh out? With, oh, God yeah. bless Fran McCaffrey. Never leave. Never change. How, how, I don't know how Iowa... Uh, puts up with that guy because he's got kid. He's got two kids on his team, and then right. there's another one coming. Yeah, up. there's oh another one. Jack McCaffrey is a four-star player in the 2025 and class. I, I like his one of his assistant coaches because I, I um, he, he's got these. He always wears these big glasses, circle glasses. I know that guy's only job is to stand next to Fran and try to keep him down. That's his guy's only job. Well, he's not good at his job, then I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, a very static two and zero start. They're awesome and. and Two tough wins at Iowa yeah, and, and Maryland. Maryland, Maryland can, they should have beat Maryland. Kansas, the third team in the country, too. Yeah. Now, Troy, I do have one thing I want to clarify with you. Okay. okay. I do not believe the Packers run the table, but if they do <laughs> run the table, I guarantee no, they're they making the playoffs. Troy, I believe that they are running the table. So, what, Rowdy, what you're doing is saying there's not a chance that they're going to run the table. I don't basically. believe them. I would say if I. Now, I think it was 538 said that they increased their odds by like 5 or 10% or whatever it was. Right. I would say I would probably put it myself at 25%. Maybe that's a little bit of Packer in me. Maybe that's a little sure. bit of me being positive. But again, yep. if I'm uh, making a bet, I'd rather be in the 75% than the 25%. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Troy, I hear you. Troy, Troy, Troy. Evil the evil the. Op, you know the, the 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 guy that can't say no to it. I understand, Ebs. That's your role. But 
Uh, I'm just trying to be realistic for here from up north right now. Well, let a man dream, Troy. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, the Rams are dead. The DOA. Baker Mayfield, whatever. He can have two games to prepare for his little win that he had on Thursday Night Football, whatever. That's fine. They're dead. They're going to Lambeau. Troy, can you think of nothing better than waking up on Christmas Day? Santa Claus, uh, instead of a lump of coal, gives you a nice little Packers miracle of a gift of a win in Miami against the Dolphins? Come on, That'd be dude. Sweet. That would be sweet. And then and it's all hunky-dory from there. Vikings, luck's run out. They got them at Lambeau, and the Lions will beat yep. them at the end. Okay, so you got to remember this. A week from today, a lot will happen, and I hope I'm calling and saying I'm jumping on your bandwagon after the Packers win and maybe Seattle and Giants. Will I'll, have a, we'll I'll have a seat warmer ready for you. Hey, sounds like a good deal. Well, you guys have a good week, and <laughs> no badger left down over these three non-conference nah. games coming up. But uh, sure, is, sure is fun to watch these hey. days, which nobody's given any credit to uh, – Get out there and Thursday, and Troy. Lee High is about to be dominated. You just wait. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, all right, you guys have a good you, week, buddy. and we'll talk soon. Much love, Troy. See you. Bye-bye. Rowdy, they're, they're doing it. And I had a song for Z, have a song for Troy, have a song for you, a song for me. You got to have a little bit of faith for the Green Bay. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't think the Packers get it done, but if they do run the table, they will be in the playoffs. You just got to have a little faith in your I think Bay I think this all comes to an end. All of this fun and this uh, what ifs come to an end after Miami. I'm telling you, a Christmas miracle. Aaron Rodgers on Christmas doesn't have to worry about his family. He doesn't have that, you know, you know, floating around in the ether. They go down to Miami. Tua looking a little suspect. Dolphins just lost to the Chargers. Aaron Rodgers is going to exercise some demons in Florida. You just got to have a little faith in the boys. That's all. Z to do this for you, tries for you. You know what would actually make me even more sick, I think? They, is if they beat Miami and then lose to either Minnesota, so they get swept on the season by Minnesota, or lose on the pivotal, maybe say, final game where it comes down to needing to beat the Lions and then getting swept and losing to the Lions. I actually think that would be worse than losing to Miami. Or if they went out and then, because of dumbassery that happens around the league, they missed by... Someone else? I don't see it. I, if they win out, I already gave you the rowdy guarantee. They're in the playoffs. I love the rowdy guarantee. We'll yeah, but week. now we're officially bowl season starts this week. The very Friday, first bowl right? is the Bahama Bowl, and that is on Friday night. Yeah, the, the Bahamas Bowl is pretty. Is that the one that gets pretty wild, where you can just like walk around? With, yeah, with like like boozing on the beach and kind of being at the game yep. at the same time. You don't need tickets? You can just walk in and yeah, out. Yeah, it's Miami of Ohio versus UAB. That's fun. Sick. All right. Um, Speaking of bowl games, Nick Herbig will not be playing in the guaranteed rate bowl. He is uh, declared for the NFL draft. Yep. As expected. Him and Benton not playing in this is like a six and six team playing in the guaranteed rate bowl. I think everyone a hundred percent expected Herbig and Benton to sit out. And to be honest, they should. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Also sitting out besides Herbig, Joe Tipman. He is declared. Another guy going to the draft. And let's see. You also have cornerbacks Jay Shaw and Justin Clark have turned their focus to April's draft uh, as well. So Herbig, Tipman, Benton, Shaw, and Clark. Mm-hmm. Who are the hell is even playing in this bowl, this bowl game? Well, Graham Mertz is already out. Said for Oklahoma State, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma State's like, whole is team out. is out. Yeah. Uh, Isaac Garendo, obviously, a key contributor to the running game, also out. So, yeah, the Badgers have a number of players out, but Oklahoma State, weirdly enough, might even be in worse position. Yeah. Starting quarterback, who is a. Their starting quarterback, Spencer Sanders, is a run pass dual threat option, and he basically makes that offense go. 
He is more important to Oklahoma State's offense than Graham Mertz is to the Wisconsin offense. Yeah. He's yeah. down. They're starting running back. So it's like, okay, our, our, our starting quarterback's down. Maybe our backup doesn't necessarily have the same legs as, as Sanders, but we can just hand it off. Not so fast. Your starting running back isn't playing. You have multiple inside linebackers not playing. I think a safety not playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is going to be who's better, the <laughs> the Wisconsin or Oklahoma JVR? <laughs> the death chart. Well, we'll find out. We have a message here on Twitch. Uh, search Ebo says my name on Twitch.tv. Uh, our guy Mitchell Trubisky10. Uh, Mitch, thanks for jumping on the uh, stream this morning after you threw three interceptions. Yesterday against the Baltimore Ravens in a 16 to 14 loss. He asked, though, who gets drafted first for all these players that declared? Who gets drafted for the Badgers here? Uh, I think uh, Ben. I think it's Benton. Benton? Yeah. I think Benton's the best NFL prospect. Yeah. He's I don't baller. think it's really that close. Unfortunately for Herbig, he's not that big. Yeah. He'll yeah. be one of those late round or even uh, free agent, undrafted free agent signings that ends up being good. Joe Titman. Um, it could be a late round yeah. pick. Yeah. And then, but I think I think Jay Benton's Shaw, legit Clark, in. I yeah. think Benton's legitly in the middle rounds of this draft. Yeah, he's like the number four or five D tackle out there right now. Yeah, he's a he's a baller. Yeah, but he's like, really good. When Nick Herbig is listed at six two, two hundred and twenty seven pounds to, for being an edge rusher in the NFL, like yeah. that that's supposed to be the Rashawn Garys the. The Preston Smiths, the yeah. like he's playing the same position as those guys. Yep. Even the look at Kingsley Enigbari. Yeah. Like he's a big dude. He's weighing like almost two hundred and fifty five pounds. <laughs> Nick Herbig is going to be like um uh oh uh, what's his name? What he was actually Jordan Love's teammate. To uh top uh, oh, uh Tapi yeah. Nali Yeah. Or what however you say it. He being a smaller tried. edge rusher. <laughs> sounded right to me. It's something like yeah, that. No, it sounded right to me too, but I'm just glad you tried it. Yeah. Herbig started outside linebacker from the first game of his career as a true freshman. Wanna play a major role, obviously, the last three years. Uh twenty one sacks tied for eighth most in UW history. And that included a Big Ten best 11 this season in essentially only 10 games played. See, Herbig's in a weird spot because Herbig, I don't think he really can up his value in the NFL by coming back another year and just dominating. Yeah. And I don't think he's guaranteed to be drafted. And if he is, it's, it's a late round pick because you look at him and the skills, they look like they're there. Like I compared them to, it's Tapia Nalii or something like that. <laughs> you, you got it. But again, he's more skilled than him. And that guy has caught on as like a fifth, you know, fifth, sixth edge rusher with the, the, the Green Bay Packers behind the Smith brothers. He was behind Gary. He was behind, you know, the, uh, the Garvins of the world. So he was probably like the fifth, sixth edge rusher. He's more skilled than that. So I anticipate him to catch on with a team, but no team is going to take him in the middle uh, or top rounds. I mean, his size just being 227 pounds. Hell you have safeties that are bigger than him. Yeah. And especially when you have like any different, like previous Wisconsin linebackers, who go undrafted and now are starting for their respective teams. Um, the only thing with them, but, though, the difference with like the the Watts, the Beagles, and, and all the other guys that were drafted that were edge rushers. Oh, I, I, I was thinking more the inside guys. You're, you're looking at like TJ Edwards, undrafted free agent starter. Uh, you're looking at uh, Sanborn, undrafted free agent starter. You're looking at uh, uh, Leo Chanel, 
I know. Was Borland drafted? drafted was, was Borland drafted? Yes, yeah, Borland was drafted. He was like a second-round pick. Was and then they decided to start playing him halfway through the, the season, and he shot up the tackle boards in the NFL uh, like it was nobody's Third business. round. Yeah, there it is. Third round, 2014 um, NFL draft. But, yeah, it, he'll fall into that category where I think the only difference is the size there. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of the edge rushers, because just in general, the Badgers have put in consistently have put in NFL players yeah. at the linebacker position. But all those other edge rushers that we're talking about, like the Watts, like the Beagles, like even Schobert, who is kind of an edge rusher, kind of a middle backer. Mm-hmm. They all were like 240 pounds. Yeah. Like yeah. they were all clearly not undersized. Like Herbig is clearly undersized to play this position in the NFL. But I think he makes it based on skill alone. But I think he's a very rotational fourth, fifth edge rusher on your team type player. Yeah. Benton, the highest drafted one, though. For Maybe, sure. Yeah. Be- Benton to me was like a Wendell Bryant comparison. Ooh, uh, Wendell. Yeah. Yes. Wendell. And that was a really good player and a high draft pick for the Wisconsin Badgers. Now, Benton's not going to be drafted to the same same extent or height that uh, Wendell Bryant was, but I think their games are pretty comparable. Fran? Francis? Albert. Lighten up, Francis. I don't know if his name's Albert. He just seems like a Francis Albert. It's probably like Francis Patrick. Yeah, it's pretty Irish. I the bet. Frantrum. You can't lose to a man named Fran. No. That's one John. of the pillars of life. Francis, come on. Francis John McCaffrey? Yep. Is he a wee little Irish lad? Sure seems like it. He's got the, the, the anger in him, doesn't he? He does. He's like a Bruce. I mean, Bitt, like, he's not supposed to anymore because he <laughs> yeah, went to yeah, anger, anger management, management in order to keep his job after like continuing to fail in the NCAA tournament. Um, but yeah, there's nothing better in all sports than the Frantrum. Yeah, nothing. The Frantrum, the Fran freakout. I mean, there is, but there isn't. Yeah, like beating Iowa in their own it, the home be- base. The best part is. Most of the time that Wisconsin beats Iowa is a direct result of oh, Fran, Fran McCaffrey, McCaffrey giving you a technical foul and allowing you to go to the free throw line. So, like, I can remember games where Wisconsin, Wisconsin's like down eight or ten. There was an insignificant call. Your, your team is dominating, and he gets all red in the face, walks out to the middle of the court, and starts berating a ref, gets hit with a tee. He gets, he gets upset even more, and then free throws are scored. You get the ball back. Four, four or five-point swing. Iowa tanks themselves, and Wisconsin continues to win. And he has zero Sweet 16s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. Uh, since he took over, and only four times he advanced Seth out of Davis, the first weekend. Seth Davis tweeted this out before you get yours, Rowdy. Fran McCaffrey gets teed up with this team trailing by three at home with four minutes to play. Bad look. Again, by him. Yeah. I mean, six, six NCAA tournament appearances under him. Like, he's not doing good there. He's really good at freaking out. But he is getting good recruits. And, RJ, 
So he so, can recruit, he can't coach. So Connor McCaffrey, his oldest son, is 24. This is, I believe, to be his last year of eligibility. Yep, he is a graduate. And then he's got, uh, the what is younger it, one. Patrick, Yeah, who is 22, but I'm sure, if need be, he's got eligibility due to the redshirt COVID rules, so he's probably got at least one more year. But there is another little McCaffrey running around. There is another. And he's currently a four-star. There is another. Class of 2025. Oh, God. And his college list? Iowa. Iowa. His crystal ball projection? Iowa. Iowa. What's and his name he is again? six foot eight, John or er, Jonathan, but he goes by Jack McCaffrey. Jack McCaffrey, mm-hmm. oh god! We're so there is another yet. one. We do not. So is Fran McCaffrey gonna? What's what's his class? What's his incoming class? Twenty twenty five. God, <laughs> two years from now. Yeah, are we gonna have Fran? He's, Ma- a, he's a six eight. Well, I don't want Fran McCaffrey to ever leave. I want him to always be oh, Iowa's yeah. coach. I love him just losing his Absolutely. mind on the side. It's like, dude. Okay? Just take a chill pill. You okay, bud? Dude, it's Iowa. I guarantee Fran McCaffrey will be there through Jonathan, a.k.a. Jack McCaffrey. Who gets fired first, Kirk Ferentz or Fran McCaffrey? Ooh. <laughs> well, here's, like, here's the thing. If you're Iowa. Fran McCaffrey might pop on the sidelines. He might die if on the sidelines. If you're Iowa, it's not like you're necessarily known for basketball. It's, yeah. it's, it's not like you're a Kentucky or a North Carolina or a Duke. Like you're clearly not, and you're you're not even in the I would say the top echelon of Big Ten teams like a Michigan State, and <laughs> you have th- you potentially have three McCaffrey kids that are all they were all big time recruits. Yeah, yeah. and Connor again has they all this have year the same issues their dad does. I would imagine that Patrick <laughs> still has another year, and then you're going to have right a now. huge four star recruit Angry. in Jack McCaffrey in a couple years. And I'm sure in Iowa, it's not like there's a ton of kids that are looking to go to Iowa to play basketball no. that are especially highly recruited kids. And he's still Angry. a solidly decent coach that has put together some some solid teams at Iowa. I, I guarantee you he's there through Jack McCaffrey. Well, at least to get Jack in the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's and see maybe here. like three seasons. And why <laughs> wouldn't we? It's entertainment. It's funny. And for the most part, Wisconsin gets the best of Iowa. Yeah. People you can't lose to. A man named Fran. A boy named Sue. A boy named Sue. Perry, I would say. That's a name you can't lose to. Perry. A Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay. I'd rock out the Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. Two and Mac. Perry Ellis. That makes him close. What are your guys' thoughts on McKenzie? <laughs> also a basketball player. Also Perry uh, Pharrell, singer for Jane's Edition. Thoughts on McKenzie? Spuds McKenzie. That's the only... That, when I think of McKenzie, I think of I don't know, a girl I went to high yeah, school with. I don't know too many Guy McKenzies. Do you know Guy McKenzie? Uh, one. Really? Oh. Is he kind of a donkey? Where's he? Cool I, guy? Would, I would say pretty normal. Cool guy. He's okay. a really cool guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know him personally, but I know a guy named Fran who's a douchebag. I do. Yeah. His last name is McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any other names off the top of your head? Fran Perry, a boy named Sue, <laughs> Mackenzie, Taylor. Taylor's both. Uh, I, well, that's not a both thing. It's like a, I know just, some. I know some. Like good. A, Taylor's. I know Taylor's pretty cool guy. Yeah. Physical therapist. Good guy. Oh, there you go. He, cracked, he, he lined me up one time. It was nice. Hey, there you go. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Corey. Hey, hey Corey. Corey. What's up, dude? So McCaffrey's kind of like, uh, he yells like Bobby Knight, but he doesn't coach like Bobby Knight. 
kind of like in uh, Major League where he's like, you run like maze, but you hit like weep. <laughs> you may run like maze, but you hit like crap. Do they have to <laughs> edit out the edit now? Because in the edit, it's usually you hit like his sister. Oh, really? Probably. So well, like, I, I'm guessing that even has to be edited now. I didn't even remember that that was the original line. Yeah. I guess I, no, the, I, yours is the original line. And then the edited TV version oh, is you hit like his sister. I bet they just bleep it all. Yeah, probably. But you hit like crap. Yeah. <laughs> the dubbed in voice. Yeah. yeah. The dubbed in voice is always hilarious. Mr. Falcon. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. That's it diehard. sounds like, uh, you know, he's almost kind of like an Adamica sewer. You just like kind of poke him a little bit, and you know eventually he's going to get something screwed up. Because you <laughs> mentioned that, like, he's always going to do something stupid at the end of the game where he's like, where he says an insignificant call, like who cares? He blows a stack. You're like, okay, we right. gotcha. Now it's the yeah. same thing as like in the NFL. If you know a guy's a real hothead, you just do enough little like things to just kind of also push him over the edge. He's going to give you a 15 yard penalty. It's the most important part of the game. Yep. It's like what Mike Daniels used to do with the Packers, but in a bad way. He'd always do something <laughs> really stupid. <laughs> like in the Seattle playoff game, where he had a 15 yard penalty. Yeah. And he could have been at the four yard line. Wait, I tried to forget fight. about that. I know. Well, I like to bring it back. You got to bring back pain. Bring back the pain every once in a while, and you know. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's true. You gotta, you gotta experience it once in a while. To remember yeah, how that's good life. That's pretty much all I got. Great. I just wanted to chime in and say we love morning. you, brother. Yeah, you can't lose a guy named Fran. I think that's what it is. You know. Exactly. Yes, I would agree. See you, buddy. Have a good day, guys. Yep. Uh, the king on Twitch, King. This is a tough look for you, buddy. Uh, he says, "If I lost to someone named this, I would be embarrassed." He spells it B A U. Bow. bow or B-O, bow. King, you're, if you're trying to get my name, it's spelled B-E-A-U. So that's kind of a tough scene on your part. It's B-E-A-U, not B-A-U or B-O. No. Jordan Bohannon, former Hawkeye and Raging Donner, was out there talking about how Wisconsin basically the games that Wisconsin plays there are a bunch of floppers and the refs always ref differently to Wisconsin yada 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 Jordan Bohannon the best shot that he ever took was the one that he had a sucker punch to outside of a bar wow actually that's kind of mean but Jordan Bohannon he is kind of a loser but who's a bigger loser Fran McCaffrey again the Fran freak out the Frantrum uh, just Okay, well, where I'm getting up Jordan Bohannon is Jordan Bohannon proclaims that the Fran freakout didn't cost Iowa the game because they would later go on an 8 0 run and tie it to send it into overtime. Boys, uh, with your team trailing four minutes left and your coach freaks the F out and, you know, gives you two free throws, that's a turning point in the game, is it not? I'm going to agree with Bohannon here. Really? I'm going to say the reason that Iowa lost this game wasn't because of Fran freaking out. But then as a counterpoint, I'll say what an awful time for him to freak out <laughs> in the in the position that they were in. But I don't think overall they lost the game because he picked well, that didn't. exact time where it gave them the obviously the technical free throws. I think Iowa was lucky as hell just to make it back to overtime. Oh, yeah. Like, I almost, mean, I ain't no running forty-five it seconds. It took like Wisconsin to choke on purpose to allow them to get back into the free overtime. throws. Are just mm. Benjamin? What do you think of the Fran freakout? Well, a man named Fran. Um, I well, I was still hungover at that point. In the oh, night. oh, 
And tell me more. The game was just a rock fight and started slow. And that's not the best cure for a hangover. Watching just a you're still hungover at five thirty at night. Basketball game. I, I, I what did you do? What did you? How late did you stay up? I, that doesn't matter. Where'd you go? I, also doesn't matter. What'd you have but to drink? As soon as Fran McCaffrey freaked out, I felt like my hangover was cured. Oh, it, 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 that brought me the energy. It inspires an individual. Which it brought me the energy. I'm sure it brought the team the energy. What would you guys too? do if like, a man wearing glasses and a coma like that named Francis comes and starts poking you in the chest? What do you do? Uh, Rowdy, what do you do? Well, you put him in the pretzel. First off, you could see that this was Call bubbling. This was Call bubbling up and, and Fran was getting closer and closer. Not an ideal time to explode either because that was a very close game. And, yeah. and giving Wisconsin the, the free throws in the basketball was not His face. not ideal if you were trying to make a comeback. But I mean, Wisconsin did everything in their power at the end to give Iowa the game. Dude, Fran's face, but he's just like <laughs> just starting to become unhinged. Hilarious. How would you like to be his sons? I think corporal punishment was big in that house, Ben. Well, would, they get a lot of minutes. Yeah, there's another one coming, by the way. In what, 2025, really? Wow. Yeah, there's a little one named Jack. He's, he's a four-star. He's 6'8", and he is class of 2023. Right now, he's like the 50th best player in 2025. Ben, who gets fired first, Kirk Ferentz or Fran McCaffrey? Uh, Brian Ferentz, you mean? Or Kirk? The, the head coach. The dad? Uh, no, I think Kirk is safe, and I think he should be. But I love the concept of Iowa athletics just being run by two large families. Of, uh, <laughs> like, they're both, made men out there. Both of which having some questionable characters. Like of the Irish mob out there. Exactly. Yeah. Of Iowa. The Irish mob of Iowa. Hilarious. Fran McCaffrey, I mean, you're funny, dude. Never changed. And I think he has a lifetime contract with the Iowa Hawkeyes. I love nothing more than the Fran freakout. The Still Fran not made it to a Sweet 16. No. That's, he's hilarious. Uh, but why did Iowa lose that game? They were without their two best players. Well, I mean, we talked about this morning, too. But, I mean, Wisconsin's not going to apologize for that. No. Wisconsin pounded down low. And, again, without the two best players, but they pounded down low. Stephen Crowell's looked pretty damn good. Steve's got some moves, man. He's gotten better. I, I imagine Tyler Wall teaching him all moves in the post. Because Wall has him, and then Crowell has the How size. about the two steals at the end, too? Wall, but, Hepburn? Um, yeah, someone pointed out on Twitter that he's doing the anti-Reavers of, <laughs> of improving later in his career. That's how you should do it. The anti-Reavers is how you sh- how hopefully he doesn't start recording stuff. Well, if it's the anti-Reavers, he won't. Allegedly. Oh, sorry, allegedly. Could have been Tucker. And then even... Probably Reavers. Ben, we talked about this Could've earlier in the show. Carter Gilmore having a career game against Iowa. He's been playing some basketball now, this he, year. He doesn't. He Don't does not need to shoot threes, and he should work on his free throw shooting. But <laughs> that was like, his best career game. And the other one, because I gave him a shout-out uh, a couple games ago, because when it's due, I'll give it to you. But uh, if it's not due, I'll crap on you. Jordan Davis. Yes. Jordan Davis hit a couple big shots. He's been due from deep for a year and a half, and that was <laughs> to come to fruition. Normally, he hit one, ben, three. He normally, one, you know what one, you tell someone? I'm telling you he's really good. You know what you normally tell someone that you say has been due for a year and a half? You're benched? You probably should quit. <laughs> hey, he's due for a year and a half. It's the due theory, right? Yeah, I'll say that that three-pointer right at the towards the end of the game that knotted it up, that was huge. He had another big bucket down the stretch that was big. I will give you props when it's due. And, and Jordan Davis has uh, gotten props for a couple of these last few games. Uh, two things before I get to the phone call here. Um, our guy G-Dub. Well, I, I, here's two things that I love. 
I love the Connor Asijan dunk at the end yeah, to yes. kind of to kind of put a, a stamp on it. I don't. And I that's love why, it. That's why I bring it up. And I also love the Tyler Wall bye bye to the that. crowd. What? It's a such a it's rip Iowa. Off of, it's a rip off of oh, Johnny Davis. Get your own thing. Flash the, the birds and tell okay. them to go. The next step would have been the middle finger, sure. Yeah. But the bye bye, I loved it. F Iowa. Come up. They're with a bunch your of jabronis. Bye bye. I dug it. And then the Connor Siegen dunk. They were up by two possessions. What does it no, matter? No, yeah. no. That put them up three. No, they were up by five. Or am I misremembering? You're misremembering. They were up one point. He had the ball with six seconds left and could have dribbled it out. He dunked. Nah, loved it. Leaving five seconds on the clock, giving them a chance to tie it. Loved and it. That shot almost went in. I like the Connor. What is this? Like. Horseshoes or hand grenades? I like the Connor Siegen dunk for one reason and one reason well, only. He could dunk. That shows how confident and, and, and to a more of a cockiness and cockiness in my opinion for Connor Seijin means confident well, it's not arrogant it's confident because do you really think a freshman i love that uh, with, with the look the ball over don't confuse conf- don't confuse cockiness for confidence maybe that's what you're looking for Rowdy. he's confident turn no, the it's, ball over no it's cockiness it i love the dunk the i love the dunk i like it dunk it more uh, some freshman. You know what? Dribbling out for losers. The Badgers would it. be in better situations if they dunk the ball more. How many times do I need to watch over the past twenty five years that these big men for Wisconsin don't dunk it yeah, and then it miss down. the layup? Dunk it. Dunking is for winners. Dribbling out for losers. Ben, can you dunk a basketball? No, loser. If you if you could, <laughs> would you not dunk it every time you could? Uh, not in that setting. I would dribble the game. You out. know what? I, you know what? You know what? Before I get to the phone call, one second. I also had a bigger problem with turning the ball over at the end of regulation and not feeling the pressure. Well, I mean, because that almost I think everyone's got a problem too. with turning the ball. Yeah, over. and I'm sure all the naysayers of Connor's season that there have been for the first month plus all would have said Jordan Davis would have looked so much better. Jordan Davis can handle the basketball, man. He's done a great job all season at it. He's listen. listen I love. Connor I'll take a season all day over Jordan like, Davis. He. He played some poor basketball at the end of that basketball game. <laughs> oh, I'll take Connor Siegen all day and twice on Sunday over Jordan Davis. I, I think Jordan Davis is the secret weapon. He, he freaking hits two shots, and you think he's all of a sudden really yeah, and good. And you just said he was due for a year and a half. He <laughs> yeah. had one shot. And now he's playing good basketball. <laughs> Connor, throw it down, young Have man. You see what he does on the defensive end? Hey, speaking of dunks, you know what else is a sick dunk? Zion Williamson's dunk on the Suns. With right, I like that. The 360 the windmill over. dunk with the game over. That was sick. All right, cool. Th- thanks for waiting on hold. Who's this? Todd from Mount Horeb. Todd, what's up, dude? Hey, man, first I got to say, is that even debatable, a season over Jordan Davis? I mean, no, that's a no-brainer. Be- hey, we have to debate not, every day yeah, Believe it or not, here. Todd, I think the zone between Ebo and myself and Ben and Zach Heilprin is evenly split on that yeah, one. Yeah, they're, they're, really? they're Jordan Davis stands, and we want Connor Asijan starting. What? What I love about I cannot Jordan speak Davis, he'll he'll, uh, he'll like hit the back or the side of the backboard one shot or or totally airball the next one. Confidence, but net. It's like what the what is that? It's like, huh? Your twin brother's in the NBA. What happened here? <laughs> so, getting back to uh, Fran McCraffrey or whatever the hell his name is, he's a crybaby. He does this. It's a whole shtick with him. I remember going to a Badger game a few years ago and he pulled this stuff. Running out, dancing on the court, and acting like a jerk. It's just, he's sickening. He just makes me want to puke. He, and his, and yeah. his players are acting just like him, especially his, 
Well, it's two sons. Yeah. Clone sons that are idiots and <laughs> just what a puke. I mean, I, I, it's it, terrible, it, isn't it? Like it's, it's it, awful. It's it reminds a, me of the guy. You know, remember the kid growing up that like if, if like he faced some kind of adversity or someone like maybe like called him a nerd or something. He said, "My dad's gonna sue you," and then he was just this. I want to swear so and bad. And that whole thing where they're trying, like, holding him back, like, he's, what's he going to do, go punch the ref? Yeah, I know. What are you going to do with the hold me back guys? He, Fran McK- Plus, I, I yeah. bet the ref could take him out with one punch anyway. Just look at it. He looks like that unhinged, like, God, uh, I don't even know how to describe him. I just yeah. like that he had to go through anger management so that he could still coach. <laughs> yeah, I just I just can't stomach that guy. He just plays that same That's what makes it so, so good outrage. to beat him. That's what makes it so much better when you beat him, doesn't oh, it? Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. That was awesome. Yeah, good stuff, Todd. Did you have a good weekend, brother? Oh, it was yeah, very good weekend. Hey, uh, uh, Mount Horeb, right? Yep. But you got you got to check out that Driftless Social that opened up. I heard it's pretty badass. I think it's just the bars open right now, but I think it's going to be pretty uh, pretty awesome there in Mount Horeb. I am going to have to check that out. It uh, sounds really nice. Yeah, I'm, cool. I'll let you know when I go. But we'll, I'll buy you your first <laughs> drink or something, right, Todd? Okay, sounds right. good. See, you, buddy. See you. Thanks. So Dave from Monona chimes in here, and oh, he is not oh, taking Ben's side. He is he is saying. He couldn't have dribbled the ball out because they would have fouled him and sent him to the free throw oh, line yeah, they sucked the free where throws. he could have missed both Not him. or one. He makes every free throw. Well, well you could say that, but they didn't go with him. No bricks it. near him. And there would have been two nah, seconds dunk left at that point. Duncan's for winners. <laughs> God. Who, who won the game? The guy who dunked the ball. Yeah, the Badgers. Uh, uh, Duncan's for winners. We're not going to argue with that. <laughs> well... Zion Williamson, we threw on the 360 windmill dunk. Who won but, that game? But the, but the game was over. Yeah, they were up by like 20-some exactly. points. <laughs> Did you see that dunk? Iowa was a chance Zion? to that was sick. Jordan Davis would have dribbled that out like a, like a smart Jordan Davis would have got fouled and went one for two from the line. Then the shot would have went in. He probably, he probably um, would have just tripped over his own shoelaces. Jordan Davis is shooting 66% from the line, not 50 Two out of every three. It, who knows? Maybe he what had the, like, uh, I don't know. How many free throws did he attempt last game? I don't know, but let the record show that he is playing better than the stats show. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you, dude, it's about the eye test. This is an eye hey, test. Hey, you said before the season started. He's been due for a year that, and a half. Jordan Davis is the eye test. And I quote from Ben Kenny before the season started. Jordan Davis shots. His shot looks pretty. It just doesn't go in, but it looks pretty. I, and now it's starting <laughs> to go in. Once. Uh, more than once. No, that Marquette game. Zach Heilprin. Yeah, he's had reasons they beat Marquette. Yeah, he looked good in that game. He's had two, two to three big shots in what? Two out of the last three games. But before that, his last two and a half years have been big nothing burgers. Boys. Oh, yeah. Boys. Yeah, players get better, though. I want to end on a high note, though. Badgers, Bucky's got some big balls. They win games less than five points. No pro- Like, team drama. Greg Gard tabbed the team last night. Team drama. I love it. Zach Heilprin, our sports director, tweeted out, this is one hell of a drug. This is one hell of a drug. Ending of these games, it is better than any drug you'd ever have combined. Yes, I I would prefer them not blow leads and need to hit buzzer beaters. Oh, but how sweet it is when they beat Fran McCaffrey like that. I I wonder how how sustainable it is, but we shall see. Well, I mean, they just did it against Maryland. They were on the road against the Iowa Hawkeyes. They should have beat Kansas on the battle for Atlantis. They went, I mean, this team is yeah, bad. And weirdly enough, so they should have beat and Kansas. And you guys poo-pooed them all year. I said they finished fourth or better, and you got, they suck, blah, blah, blah. They're 2-0. Oh. Yeah. Cool. They only have two losses on the year. It's, it, it's they're December 8 and two. Yeah, I, I know. They're they're better than I thought at this point in the season. <laughs> we shall see. And they dunk balls. What did you say, Rowdy? 
No, I was just, oh, God. Here's a gross tweet. Oh, Grant Bills. Grant Bills. Here's Jordan Davis is a winning player from a winning program. <laughs> yes. Grant Bills. He does know that uh, Lacrosse Central also had a guy named Johnny Davis on that quote unquote winning program. Oh, Jordan Davis's brother. Yeah, the guy that was really good, the guy that's in the NBA. And then before he's before that before that, it was Kobe King. Well, he's a And he's playing at like Mankato or no, he's at uh he's Back at State. uh Valpo. Valpo. Yeah, that's it's Valpo Badgers. Well, Grant <laughs> He's got a rep. His, I get it. I get it. Hey, I understand it. He's Listen, in lacrosse area. He's got a rep. He's got a rep. He's got a rep lacrosse. I understand. Real I get basketball it. people know know what we see in Jordan Davis. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a shot a, that looks good until bricks. According to Grant Bill's line of thinking, uh, Jordan Davis is a winning player from a winning program. I could say the exact same thing about Carter Gilmore. <laughs> and he played well last night. He's time. a winning player from he's a winning better. program of Arrowhead. Give me a break. Uh, and Connor Siegen can dunk. I bet you Grant was offended by the dunk like you were, Ben. Well, yeah, because it was. You guys a are so soft. You Gen Zers are soft. Charmin, dunk the ball. We wouldn't even winners. let you guys play smear the person. We'd say you can't play. Grant was the person in this situation. <laughs> he was the person. Hey, who's this? Charlie. God hey, I got a quick question for you, real quick. <laughs> what? Does anyone know what uh, El Toon is doing these days? I think it's landscape. Bye. I wanted to hear his take on Jordan Davis. He has no idea who that is. I don't think he's the guy that works at Quick Trip. I don't know. Ice I think you sleep on on uh, Charlie's sports watching prowess. If anyone's sleeping, it's Charlie after like the thirty pack of Ice House. Dude sits at his house and has the TV on the entire time, so I'm sure he views a lot of television. <laughs> I just don't know how much of the television he actually has on recall. It's usually Star Trek. But it's pretty spotty memory. All right, so we're all under the same guys here that dunking the ball is the correct decision and is for winners besides Ben? Nope. I, yeah, I mean, think about who's on one side. It's me. It's oh. it's you. It's Dave from Monona. Oh. Think about the three on the other That's side. That's a scary if side to be on. on your side, that means you're wrong. You <laughs> think that, about right? the other side. It's Heilprin, it's Bills, and it's Kenny. A lot of low T. Oh. <laughs> ben, would you rather be identified as low T or high E? I, I don't even <laughs> think about this. Think about this carefully. You guys realize you're you're squatting on on just an objectively wrong side. They won it's the game because like of it. It's not like pulling a pitcher where no one can win the argument. You could just yell louder. They won the game because of it. Uh, I'll answer no, the question. Almost, I'll answer the question ben, for Ben. Did Connor season because of it? Did Connor season dunk the ball? He dunked it. Did the Badgers win the game after that? Uh, they also won the game. Therefore, they won because he dunked. <laughs> I I will educate you on cor- correlation and. I don't need any positive. education. I don't need none of that. I'm very educated. Ben, ben answer the man's question. What are you low T or high E? All right. <laughs> there is a right. Take there your, is a right answer to this. Take your. <laughs> there is the correct answer. You should actually say is I am high E because if you're taking estrogen stuff, you probably are trying to mask some other performance That's true. enhancer. If you're high, That's the right answer. If you're high E, that means your T is also high. Noted. That's the right because answer. Because it's the masking agent if you want to get juiced up. Gotcha. If you're low T, you're just Grant. I, I, I'm proud <laughs> you guys have thought this through. Well, I know. You got to have an answer and a plan for everything. Ben, I, I don't think you're either. How about that? You're just wrong. You're just the they, though. <laughs> uh, You're just wrong. Oh, so tough. Get out of the ball. So tough. So tough. Uh, I don't like dunking. <laughs>
But like Ben, ben goes. To, ben used to go outside to his <laughs> like family so home Honestly. and like lower it down to eight so he could dunk. Yeah, obviously, because I can't jump. Oh, if you liked it, why didn't you okay, just dribble, all right, all right. Just dribble I, around? I don't mean to be, be Monday to Tech Ben Day. <laughs>